0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. Follow us on social media at Gonzo Tonight. And join the page at anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. That's anchor.fm slash gonzo tonight. If you're feeling generous, donate maybe. Up to you. My guest today has been on the show in the past. He's coming back on today so we can discuss social media and how it affects uh depression and anxiety and a bunch of topics that are surrounding this particular issue give it up for ryan mccaffrey
1: Done it before. Yeah, am I, yeah, am yeah. I one of your have you ever had a returning guest before? Or am I your first I've had
0: three return guests. Three return guests. Yeah. Um so yeah. Only three though. Okay. Only three. I think and but they were the first ones too, so like they were before you. Really?
1: Yeah. Okay. I i i appreciate being uh <laughs> top four. Right, yeah. Of, so uh, we're, we're going in guests. order though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not skipping over anyone. Um but how are you doing? Not too bad, man. Just like before. Um life's been pretty steady, I mm-hmm. would say, honestly. Um in terms of school, work, um probably couldn't be better. Um Yeah, good. Money's going well. I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Good. Um I think That's last <laughs> th- I think last time I was here, um I definitely wasn't in the best place. I may have came across it with like my energy and my enthusiasm. <laughs> But in terms of, like, overall happiness, uh, I think I'm heading in, like, a pretty solid trajectory That's always right good now. to hear. Always yeah. good to hear.
0: But, yeah, that's actually a good segue into our one of our topics today. It um, actually really is. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly didn't even, like, mean to do that, <laughs> but I just, I'm the king of segues, I guess. Yes. So, we are going to touch on uh, why being depressed and having anxiety has almost become mainstream. Yeah. And... For those of you who are still listening after I said that, it's gonna be a fun
1: one. So oh, it's it's gonna be a ride. So uh, don't don't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> don't get more depressed. Or take more it with anxious a grain of this. salt. Yeah, yeah. If um, you can't
0: handle it, just go ahead and leave. It's fine with me. Yeah, but it, what, what we are both agreed on right before is that we see uh, depression and anxiety becoming a mainstream thing, especially amongst millennials and some of the generation Z. Which is our generation, which is generation, th- uh, what is it, 1996, uh, I think, mm-hmm. to
1: whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even... Um,
0: the, like the teenagers in the, the early 20s of today.
1: Yeah. Uh, you see it, I almost say you see it more with kids nowadays, and especially kids around 12 to 16 has become a huge thing. Everyone's depressed, everyone's anxious, and I... Why? Why? Yeah. Um one of my main guesses to this probably has something to do with social media, um how new social media is as well and how little we actually know about it and the Mm -hmm. repercussions it's going to have on us. I know I'm making it sound like a major issue, but like in reality it is. Like this is something so brand new to us that we've never even seen before. It's a
0: underrated issue. Yeah, one hundred percent there's people that are becoming depressed and anxious because social media makes them feel really self-conscious oh yeah i mean you can go on to you, you can think of so many examples like you know young girls going on to um these other girls accounts I'm gonna say they're a few years older mm-hmm. and their their pictures are perfect and their life looks like the best life in the world and everyone wants to be like that person. Yeah. And even with guys too, you know, guys maybe they'll go on like some sort of gym account, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to get, you know, big and have muscles like these guys. And like, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Or just you go onto, you know, some famous account and it seems like they have the perfect life. Yeah. And it it it'll it'll hit you like no matter who you are, you'll think about it. You'll be like, you know, mm-hmm. dang, I wish like I wish I had that. Maybe this car, that money, whatever. But people need to start realizing that not everything is as it seems. And I think the issue is that with social media, it's so easy to just look at something and say, wow, like they have it, they haven't made. And I am nowhere close to that.
1: (laughs) No, I uh, totally agree with you. Uh, Especially when you're talking about girls and seeing uh, older women who look unattainably perfect. But the thing is a lot of times, it's true, they are unattainably perfect, and I don't know if you know about this at all, but uh, there's this app called Facetune oh, yeah. that is <laughs> that is really popular yeah. amongst uh, teenagers and uh, people in their like early twenties who are mm. still like technologically like involved on like social media yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And there's a ton of like famous comedians that uh, have talked about this and gone over it, and they are completely ostracizing their photos, like mm. the number one, why do it? Why try and make yourself look like the perfect person? Mm -hmm. Obviously it's like derivative from like jealousy, um, lack of self-confidence, self-worth. But at the end of the day, like, especially people who have such like a big platform, like, you know, like Tana Mojo, like she, Tana, she's, (laughs) she's like married to Jake Paul right now. Oh yeah. 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 So, (laughs) She's probably one of, like, the biggest cases of it, especially with, like, all her, like, young, impressionable mm-hmm. fans who – it's not – obviously, it's not her job to, like, be a role model, but then right. again, she has such a big platform, you know? Like yeah, it's, if, She's almost automatically automatically in suppos- role yeah. model stage. Like, yeah. You kind of have to, at least – yeah, like, obviously, it's not your choice to be a role model right. sometimes. Like, you kind of just get – put into it and a lot of people didn't ask for that but at the end of the day when you have millions of young impressionable viewers watching you Mm -hmm. who look up to you inherently nothing you can do about it nothing you can do to change that that's just the way it is using facetune and other photo editing apps not the best idea Mm -hmm. not the best idea at all
0: i think that and what what i'm hoping we're seeing more of is there's that instagram especially is going to go more to um like it's going to be less face tuned. So to say, people are going to be more casual with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm actually starting to do that more. I'm trying to get like more, maybe like funny or casual with my Instagram mm-hmm. as opposed to like being very professional. Yeah. Uh, I think that we can move back to that. Uh, Cause that, you know, I think comedy um, overall mm-hmm. comedy is, you know, happy. Yeah. You know, it makes people happy instead of at least in the long run, instead of looking at, uh, you know perfect people all day i mean you know let's
1: let's look back at the beginning of like instagram and how casual that was especially Super like casual. vine like i would post yeah. a picture of like me eating like pretzel sticks and well, yeah, be like yeah these are like really good instagram was
0: almost like facebook is now or face, facebook you post anything and mm-hmm. repost anything instagram's a little more professional you post nice pictures mm-hmm. um, but i think that there is a good balance between casual and professional and that mm-hmm. we can mix it up a little bit
1: and that's uh, why a ton of people are starting to like have spam accounts or second accounts because right. they feel the need to have a main account that's perfect that showcases them in the best way possible mm-hmm. and then they have their spam account for like their good friends so they can see like what's going on in like their everyday lives and i i also agree with the idea of like a spam account because it's coming to the point because like social media has been around so long mm-hmm. that everyone's getting massive amounts of followers at yeah. first it was just like your close friends can see what your post. but i have like 1600 followers on instagram yeah and like i like i don't like know, like I, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know half of them if that like i don't want to post like me doing stupid s- stuff or like me doing right. my everyday things because i don't want well, to look bad or look stupid
0: you have a group of friends that maybe share the same humor as you or maybe there's a bunch of inside jokes mm-hmm. that you can't make to your followers cause they won't get it. Yeah. Or if, or if you just, you know, when you know people better, you know how to communicate to them as mm-hmm. opposed to just, you know, 1600 random people. Yeah. So I get to be the pretty dif- broad, pretty broad, broad yeah. in that sense. I mean, I get the, I get the difference between, uh, or I get the reason why there's spam accounts and then there's main accounts. Um, but I feel like at that point and like what I started doing is not using, you know, I, 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 kind of just a spam account for a while i just kind of i've gone on it to check a couple times but i'm not posting on it anymore Mm -hmm. but my point with that is why don't you just like text your friends or like send them the picture or whatever like or make a group chat or something like we used to
1: yeah like like i said before like we are in this new age of technology of stuff we have never seen before social media and even cell phones are still only around 15 years old, if that.
0: Right. Well, um, at least uh,
1: smartphones. At least smartphones. Yeah, Yeah. Flip phones don't count. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's still pretty basic forms of communication. Right. But in terms of social media and what we haven't even seen with it and the power of it as well, as Mm -hmm. you can see, like now you can literally make careers off of it. You can have your own job. You can be an entrepreneur off there. Like there's so much that we still haven't like learned from it. But at the end of the day, there's still so much that we have to learn as like the individual with it. And going back to the reason why I think so many people are depressed is since this is like such a new thing for everyone, a lot of people don't know how to handle the emotional stress that comes with the cons of social media. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it's because our brain hasn't gone through its own evolutionary process right. to handle those things. The
0: internet's moving way too fast for humans to handle physically. Mm-hmm. Especially
1: yeah. especially the younger viewers who still don't have a fully developed brain. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said before, still are impressionable, still mm-hmm. uh, learn from what they see. Um, yeah. the, you, you see it on Twitter all the time. Um, if something is posted and it seems like there's some form of authority behind it, It makes it easier for everyone to believe it. You know, like you see so many false things on Twitter just be massively spread around and retweeted as Mm. it's like the truth.
0: Right. Well, at this point, too, like the account that posted it doesn't even need to have authority. The authority comes from all the people that retweet it and repost it. Mm -hmm. So if you see a random person post a video, but 100,000 people retweeted it, people are more likely to believe that video or that picture with 100 percent certainty Mm -hmm. like we were just talking about um people are making edited videos of donald trump especially where uh, the most popular thing is they'll have some guy that is giving a speech and the president will be standing there and then the guy will turn around and not shake his hand Mm -hmm. but if you look at the original video he actually does shake his hand and the videos look real oh
1: 100 yeah there's almost like i have to the scroll time, through like dimensions and see, like okay is this real or is this yeah fake?
0: most of the time it's impossible to tell yeah and yeah so I, every time i see one of those i like scroll down a little bit and then people are like no it's not re- it's not real here's the
1: real video or here's the screenshot i'm like okay I, I almost feel like an idiot but that's the scary thing about technology right. is that it's advancing so quick especially with uh i don't know if you know about this but they're starting to come out with a technology that like adapts people's like you can put someone else's face onto like oh I an, saw that yeah
0: I saw the um Elon Musk one yeah that the guy was doing yeah it was like some some guy looking at the computer and his facial recognitions were being mimicked on like a mannequin head so to say mm-hmm. and that mannequin looked just like Elon Musk
1: yeah I know some uh not to turn this in like a negative way but I know uh some celebrities who've like fallen victim to like pornography scandals because their their faces literally have been put on like other girls bodies with this new technology i mean you see it all the time Mm -hmm. um especially with uh that one video i was talking about with uh donald trump being like agged and like being like having like candy and food oh yeah (laughs) like it's crazy what people can do with the device that they have in their hand nowadays Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i mean i think that it'll get to a point to where we are generally not going to know what's real and what's not real because another argument too is it could get to the point to let's say that video i just talked about for example where the the guy did not shake trump's hand Mm -hmm. and all the comments that say oh it wasn't real Mm -hmm. but what if those comments aren't real that's the thing now now you're thinking what's real and what's not real yeah dude because people could just come together and be like all right well let's edit a picture of him shaking his hand or let's edit the video to make him shake his hand so it's like We're going to get to a point to where we won't even know what's real and what's not
1: real. Yeah, and it'll also come to the point where video won't even be able to use – we won't even be able to use video as evidence anymore in, like, crimes and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah, because there'll be a point where, let's say, for example, um, let's say it's an organized criminal or organized crime. Mm -hmm. Someone could hack that footage and just fake it or just – Oh, yeah. Yeah, because fake footage sometimes is better than no footage at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I've heard some theories on either political parties or anyone with like a form of agenda trying to mimic or like create their own photos to push that. Yeah. And so it's not uncommon, and especially with the increased growth of technology that mm-hmm. we're going through right now. All these things are going to become plausible. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, we won't be able to tell the difference between what's right and what's wrong, mm-hmm. what's real, what's fake. And that's going to be something in society that we're going to have to figure out. And right. I don't even know what countermeasures we're going to have to do to go against that. Well, you
0: think about it this way, back when, you know, the press first started, mm-hmm. like, you know, the old, old-fashioned newspapers, Yeah, anything that was printed in the newspaper was pretty much considered truth uh-huh. nowadays that's not the case now we want videos and pictures mm-hmm. as evidence yeah so we have to figure out a way like you said to um you know take each video let's say and deconstruct it and find if it's 100 percent legit or not because mm-hmm. um, you know back then like
1: i said people would just believe the paper yeah um also people didn't really know better. Back in the day. No, yeah. They were... <sighs> they had little to no ac- accessibility to any information. They weren't as blessed as we are right now mm-hmm. to have a device in our hand at all times that tells right. us whatever we want to know. Um, they were fed information from the church, mm-hmm. newspaper, um, without being able to do any research of their own. Right. And
0: the issue now is that I think actually having all this information readily available to us will become an issue because we'll become so reliant on google Mm -hmm. but who's controlling google yeah right there's always that one guy at the top that is actually in charge Mm -hmm. and he can he or anyone that's up on the totem pole can say no let's let's change this information a little bit Mm -hmm. because even like wikipedia you know we all we were always told wikipedia is not a reliable source yeah because some people can go on there and edit it and change it Mm -hmm. um because it's kind of like a community thing so to say so it'll get to the point to where we genuinely won't know what is factual information and what is not and we'll have to solely rely on gut
1: instinct again that's true um hopefully it doesn't get to that point um But if it does, I think that we'll always be able to. I don't even know if I can say that because I am able to differentiate on Twitter, for the most part, what's bullcrap and what's not. Like, I can tell what's like an eligible source and what isn't. Like, let's say there's a tweet from a far rightist who has little to no followers uh, and tweet something that could be correct or could not be correct, I am less inclined to believe what he has to say than someone like Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder, who has like a mass amount of followers. Right. Well,
0: even though, t- even to those people are good examples because they multiple times have come out and said, if we don't have our facts straight, at least, you know, uh, if we don't have our facts straight as best as possible, we will not run the story or we will not talk about it Mm -hmm. so yeah like if it's some random guy with 200 followers and he tweets something that's not as legit as someone who has a massive following who has proven over and over again that they
1: review facts and that they want to get it right Mm -hmm.
0: before they publicize it
1: so coming to this new age of possibly not knowing what's true and what's not true where do you think the credibility is going to lie i personally think that we're going to create this new social hierarchy in terms of like followers. I don't think that's too out of realm per se, you know, like people with more followers tend to become more credible than others. Right. And I myself think that's kind of, that's like the direction we're heading in. Like it's, it's coming to a point where social media and our real life are kind of intertwining. Mm -hmm. Like first, like at first, like social media was like, its own thing in and of itself but a lot of people are spending the majority of their times on their phone and online nowadays like a lot of people have stopped Mm -hmm. living in the real world and doing their own thing here and putting all their time and energy into social media so in terms of credibility that's where i think it's going to lie
0: right i i see where you're going with that and my question after that would be so where are those people getting their information from so, you I know, mean, they're
1: their own independent research, I'm assuming. Right, right. And then there's always the philosophical question. Well, how do you know it's true unless yeah. you don't research it yourself? I think, yeah, the, the no matter what, people should
0: always do at least two minutes of research mm-hmm. when they see something big like that. Yeah. Um, if they see something that's, you know, big news and important, um, always do like an extra two to five minutes of research just to make sure that there's no inconsistencies because mm-hmm. you can easily find an inconsistency, like, especially oh, on, on yeah. Twitter, you scroll down and someone says something the opposite. Okay. Well now you know that it's not a hundred percent fact because yeah. there's two sides. So then, you know, now it's up to you to look further into it and decide what's true and what's not. Mm-hmm. I think the issue too, is most people just don't want to, mm-hmm. and that they want to trust whoever is aligning with their views more. Yeah. So if a leftist tweets something and then a rightist tweets the opposite, um, if you lean right, you will most likely agree with the right-wing guy. If you Mm -hmm. lean left, you'll agree with
1: the left-wing guy, unless you actually do your own research. Yeah, Um, that's true. And it it seems to me that that's becoming more evident in society um, as the days go by, Um, especially with political parties and agenda. I'm gonna kinda switch off topic as yeah. of right now. Um how do you so you're a self proclaimed conservative, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> more, yeah. than self-proclaimed. more than self proclaimed more than, than self proclaimed, uh, proclaimed for me. World renowned uh, world-renowned, uh <laughs> <laughs> conservative. Yeah, sure. So myself, I'm not super big into identity politics. I don't mm. like to group myself in to a group where there is beliefs that I don't necessarily believe in and there's also people that I wouldn't associate myself with on a day-to-day basis so what the question I'm asking is like what does being a conservative like mean to you
0: okay so when I say I'm conservative uh, what I try to convey is that I generally align with most of the views that are established as conservative as opposed to liberal right Mm -hmm. Um, I do agree with what you say too that sometimes I don't like to be seen um, as like as that group because there's always some people in that group that are crazy mm-hmm. and that don't speak for you and there's always going to be extremists um, but yeah what I try to convey is the fact that it's a general alignment of the views so mm-hmm. being conservative to me is just you know going, Along with the party lines, so to say, you know, Republican, uh, yeah. conservative slash lines. Um, but there's always going to be things that I don't agree with um, that, you know, a well known conservative will say. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and, I like Shapiro, you, and I feel like you do a reasonably good job for uh, letting people know that yeah. you either agree or do not agree mm-hmm. with some of the exterior beliefs of, like, the party.
0: Right, right. So if there's something that I see put out there, let's say, like let's use Twitter for example. If I see something, and I genuinely disagree with it, then I'll probably say something, mm-hmm. whether it's on Twitter or just to whoever's sitting next to me. I'll be like, "Hey, look at this. Like, you know, can you believe this?" Um, but and and the thing too is for me, I I don't really care what other people think. Uh-huh. People have called me you know, so many different terrible names. So many different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just don't care. So I don't have to like, I don't have to do damage control every time someone says something. And there's people talking behind my back at this very moment, guaranteed, Mm because there always has been, and I just don't care because I don't worry about it. Um, but the important thing for me is that when it comes up in conversation, I like to clarify things. Um, not even really to defend myself, but just to kind of clear the air for whoever I'm having the conversation with, Uh because I would like them to understand my point of view more.
1: And then I too would like to learn from their point of view. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with that is right now we're in a time where conservatives and liberals look at each other as enemies, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's not how politics should be in my opinion. I think that as, as, A lot of people said um, the goal of there there should never be political parties. Everyone should try and work for the common good, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you're going to have parties, you should try and look at their point of view and you should look at Mm -hmm. the other person's point of view and try and and find like a happy medium, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't see that a lot as of recently. I see it more of everyone's trying to push their own beliefs and their own agenda and It almost is like there's like malicious intent behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like they're not trying to create something or make it work and try and do it symbiotically. They're trying to just put their beliefs on the table and try and convince other persons that that is right instead of like working together.
0: No, and I think the worst way to convince someone to change is to force them to. Mm -hmm. or to shove it in their face yeah the best way is to have conversation Mm -hmm. with many people not just one person but many people of different beliefs and the more conversation the more civil conversations that are had Mm -hmm. the the more things get done yeah if two sides are yelling at each other then nothing's going to get done because mm-hmm. both sides are just going to hate each other more because no one likes yeah. to be yelled at. Yeah, obviously. No one likes to be forced to do something. Mm-hmm. But if you say, hey, let's sit down for a little bit and just talk about
1: things, yeah, then something's actually going to get done. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty certain when it comes to the both of us. Um, our core values are probably very similar, but there yeah. is also some, we also have like external beliefs that, don't necessarily like reside mm. in like the both of us, but right. in terms of like discussion, we don't ever attack each other on those things. no, and w-
0: I will say this too. um like you said, there's there's a lot that we agree on. There's also a lot that we disagree on, yeah, but if someone if the general person our age heard us talking like mm-hmm. civilly about uh, let's say we're debating civilly, uh-huh. they their jaw would drop. They'd yeah. be like, what is going on? like uh-huh because most people I wouldn't even, would even
1: like to. sorry to cut you up I wouldn't even like to call it debating it's kind of just right. like exchanging ideas just discussing really yeah
0: right but um, and the, I said debating because um, I'm specifically talking about different ideas so mm-hmm. to say so yeah debating
1: is more mainstream yeah. as well
0: um, but because people nowadays if you know a lot of a lot of the opinions differ mm-hmm. they kind of want to like oh I, I don't want to talk about politics like I, I yeah. you know so people just shy away from discussion Mm -hmm. and that's become a huge issue. And then people, I think social media again has had an impact on that because people can attack each other, Mm -hmm. you know, while they're sitting in bed on their phone. Yeah. Um, But then when they see someone in person, they don't even, they they don't want to go there. Yeah. They can't even talk to that
1: person. And give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. And myself, I've, I have a hard time understanding why people would want to stray away from such meaningful conversation, especially when it's expressed civically in a manner like we're doing it right now. And especially today, I think people just have it all messed up. I find it, at least for myself, when we're having a conversation like this, it's one of the most meaningful and uh, profound conversations that I probably could possibly have. Yeah, I don't understand why people... I think people just need a better understanding that not everything is a fight. Not Not everyone is trying to make you look bad or make yeah. you look stupid or trying to convince you uh, mm-hmm. on their beliefs. Or maybe it's just something that people just need to learn that you can have a very civil conversation with someone about their beliefs and your beliefs if you make it that way.
0: Right. I think one it starts with one person being the bigger guy and just saying just you know not being hostile yeah and even if the other person is being hostile just don't be hostile back yeah uh, i think cuz i i've been in that position before too someone is being um hostile towards me and me just standing my ground and you know staying calm mhm Makes them kind of calm down. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, it's kind of a subconscious thing. Like, why am I wasting my energy, yelling. you know, yelling at this guy, and he's not yelling back? Because that's yeah. really when you're doing that, that's what you want. You want to start something. Mm-hmm. If I start yelling at you, I want you to yell back at me, and then I, we want to get in this like altercation. But if everyone's talking calmly, mm-hmm. you know, no one's gonna just start yelling out of nowhere. Yeah, they need to be provoked for that
1: psychologically, and when you're dealing with conversation. Um, this is a real thing uh, that studies have shown. You tend to match the person's energy mm-hmm. um, when you're talking to them. Yeah. Um, if you really think about it, you are different with so many different types of people. You talk to your mom differently than mm-hmm. you talk to your best friend. You yeah. talk to your best friend differently than you talk to your girlfriend. You know, And especially random people you meet on the street, you tend to just match their energy, mm-hmm. match yeah. their conversation style. So when you come in hostile, and super malicious with your ideas in trying to portray them in like a radical way. You're not going to achieve anything ever. No. That's when you have to stop being ignorant and take a step up as like the bigger person mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I want there to be a civil discussion here." Yeah. "Hey,
0: let's talk about
1: this." Yeah. Not y- Would you, you mind
0: Would you mind sitting down with me and talking about, you know, this topic?
1: Sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's not a you need to believe this. It's Right. Hey, here's what i think about this Mm -hmm. that there's this one expression that i love um i learned it in like terms of like christianity but it also like applies here in terms of like arguments and or discussions it's always better to like throw little stones at them instead of like big ones yeah because when you start throwing the little stones, it gets them thinking, mm-hmm. you know? It gets their attention. Yeah. Yeah. But when if you, you just, come out, if you just come out with a brick. You just come out with a brick, you're just like, dude, like, conform to, like, Judaism or conform to, like, Christianity or conform <laughs> yeah. to conservatism, you know? Like, well, then they're knocked out and yeah. they can't even think straight. Yeah. Like, it's just super overwhelming yeah. for the individual. But if you start to provide, like, reasonable ideas on why they should mm-hmm. in a manner that's, like, respectful. They are more inclined to not only listen but also consider mm-hmm. what you have to say in your ideas yeah. as well.
0: And maybe they'll throw a pebble back at you. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's
1: the best part about it. Yeah, is that Socrates once said, "The true key to knowledge is not knowing anything." Mm-hmm. In reality, um, when it comes down to it, you don't know the information that someone else might have. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most beautiful things about conversation is learning about other people's ideas. You know, it's why I love to talk all the time Mm -hmm. and why I love to get to know people because they might know something that I don't. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best mindsets you can have about it.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. The best mindset is, and the way, uh, another way to put it is just, you know, accept that you know nothing, Mm -hmm. so to say. Yeah. 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 Because there's always something to learn. People that think they know it all are actually the dumbest people. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they 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 don't allow room for improvement. Why know it all is such a terrible term. Right, right. So, you know, and, yeah, people, you know, even if, let's say you are a smart guy and you are willing to learn, mm-hmm. um, people will call you a know-it-all, like yeah. an insult. Um, but really, you know. I think it comes down to, are you willing to learn and accept that you actually know practically close to 0% of information in the universe? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be the guy that thinks he knows more than everyone else?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing with that is that our universe is – there's so much for us to learn, you know? Like, it's infinite. We we can't possibly know everything. In our
0: lifetime, we won't even scratch – the surface no, of the not surface. At all,
1: not at all that's why I also have like a hard time talking about some of the bigger things that I have knowledge in um I mm-hmm. love learning about religion I love learning about um what may or may not be of like an afterlife um I love learning about atheism um science um their viewpoints mm-hmm. but it's such a hard thing to talk about and discuss not only because I like to stray away from talking about those things, because I think everyone should have their own beliefs and who am I to say that mine is better than yours? I think that sounds cocky right. and I think it's super unnecessary. So <clears throat> that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I don't like to come conversate about those things, even though the importance and because the fun I, I, I see have where you go
0: with it. Cause there's not a lot of facts when you talk about stuff like that there's not when it comes to religion there's plenty of facts but
1: there's, only there's always so going to be yeah I there's, think there's so little of well, the facts
0: religion is still solely based off of belief mm-hmm. you have to believe that this you know this God is real mm-hmm. and that this God is real or that God and so it's not just simply de- you know debating I honestly, you know climate change is easier to debate than religion because mm-hmm. we have a, a ton of evidence physical evidence to support um the debate on climate change yeah um not so much god yeah we have the bible and um or the torah or um the quran right all yeah. of that we have all of that that is evidence so to say uh uh-huh. but you also have to be willing to believe one of those one of those religions or one of those teachings
1: i also would like to believe that humans innately have some form of clinginess to afterlife or some like not some like what's the word for it it's almost like a hope yeah, like we just yeah. cling for something that's just not of this world. Well,
0: because I, I feel like generally no one wants to just die and that's then that be it. it. Yeah, No one wants, you know, no
1: one wants their existence to end. Yeah, because re- religion's been a thing throughout human history all over the world. So it's yeah. almost, to me, it's almost clear to say that we have something within us biologically that makes us more inclined to try and find a bigger power so to say something greater than mm-hmm. ourselves but that's the thing about religion is that it's it's tricky it's tricky to conversate to debate it's especially hard this is one of the things i think apologetics um people that defend christianity so to say or anyone that debates uh atheists on these matters are so Insanely smart because they have such little evidence to prof- to provide like their th- like their statements and like their debates on, you
0: mm-hmm. know. But they can find them mm-hmm. even with such little evidence, they can find the arguments. Yeah, right? what I, uh, what I wanted to say is you were saying earlier that it, we're, we're talking about religion, I don't even know what you were talking about, but my thought was that let's say. That there is a God. Mm-hmm. Like, let's d- let's just say definitively there is a God. Uh-huh. We can go back and talk about what we were talking about earlier, which is that people will always try to be competitive and be on a different side mm-hmm. or try and, you know, find a different solution. Yeah. So let's say there is a God. There's always going to be people who don't believe in that God and believe in a different God. Mm-hmm. And there's that's where different religions come from. Uh-huh. So, let's say that it was basically proven that this god is real. Well, there's always still going to be people that say, "Oh no, it's not true. This god's real," because mm-hmm. that's what we see today. Yeah. There's there's something that is literally scientifically proven, and people still don't believe it. Um, you know, friends, I'm not going to get into it too much, but for instance, the whole gender thing. Uh huh scientifically proven that there are two genders and then there's people out there saying that there's i don't know it's like in the millions now (laughs) yeah but so it's like okay but if you're willing to provide me scientific information Mm -hmm. then i will be more inclined to believe you Mm -hmm. but since science is on the side of two genders i'm not gonna believe
1: you but anyway i also think they're trying to reconstruct the definition of gender and I think the reason why they use gender is because it's more flexible. The word sex.
0: Well, yeah, now they're, now they're, um, separating gender from sex. They're yeah. saying that, you know, sex is basically sex is male and female. And that gender is, um, male, female. And then, you know, all the ABCs. So, that you add here,
1: here, here's my deal with it. I honestly don't care too much. I know you said you want to stray away from the topic, but yeah. I mean, what I have to say is like pretty minuscule. Um, I don't, I generally don't really care what your gender is or if you believe there's millions of them. Right. Because I'm not trying to say anyone who's transgender is ignorant because I genuinely believe that they think... They that feel that they, way. they feel that way. Like, there is no reason for me to believe otherwise, mm-hmm. you know? Because in my scenario and who I am as a person, I know that I am a male. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing i'm i'm almost (laughs) positive so there's nothing that i have that can make me feel otherwise right so i think you're gonna stick with it yeah so i'm gonna stick with it you know like i am like i am a male so i think it would just be unthoughtful for me to say that they don't feel or think that way Mm -hmm. because what what like why else would they do it
0: uh, yeah, I'm definitely – I definitely won't deny that there are people out there who feel that way. I'm not saying they are a man right, or they are right. a woman. And that's the thing, yeah, yeah. we. I'm sure that they feel that way, but there's plenty of evidence that says some of these people are not entirely, you know, that way, let's say. It- I, I'm not, I'm, at this point, I'm not even talking about LGBT. I'm talking about the other ABCs that follow that because there's like 26 mm-hmm. of them now. Yeah so it's like can we just add whatever like Mm -hmm. i i can basically identify as this plastic cup of water which is filled to the first line right here
1: yeah since we're just creating all these social constructs of gender like what like and it almost seems to be limitless like what right like where do we draw the line yeah Uh, it's almost like is there a line to be drawn to some people there is no line a lot of i've heard this um I think pedophiles want to start to be considered. I've been saying this Sorry, this makes me mad.
0: I've been saying this for so many years. Mm-hmm. I even like like my parents thought I was crazy. I was yeah. like, "Listen, there is a there is a group of people that are pushing for pedophilia to be accepted." And they thought I was crazy. Uh-huh. And then I'm pretty sure this year it's been coming out that it's actually true. And there's yeah. groups of people that are pushing for pedophilia.
1: I think I think the people that are pushing for pedophilia to be accepted or the pedophiles themselves, I've seen in the LGBTQ community, they don't really like the idea of that. Right. Okay.
0: So there is there is also a difference between the already established LGBT community mm-hmm. and the other crazies. Yeah. Because, the, yeah, there's people in the LGBT community that are saying, no, we don't want pedophiles to be a thing. Yeah. We don't want, you know, this to be a thing. Um, and I always refer to this, wh- this one video. I forget what channel it was, but they got a bunch of people that were in the LGBT together, mm-hmm. and they showed them the LGBTQ, AAPI, all this, and they were like, no, I thought it stopped at Q. Like, yeah. Like, so people in that group are still like, you know, there's other crazies out there, mm-hmm. you know? There's people cr- there, that are
1: out there that they don't even agree with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to like group all of them in together. No, yeah,
0: I, I definitely, and I'm not one to deal in absolutes. Me neither. So I'm not going to say that everyone who is not straight is crazy. Because there's people out there that say that. Yeah. There's people um, out there that just basically shame everyone that's not them. Yeah. I, and I'm i not trying to do that. And people get that confused all the time, but I'm not trying to do that.
1: Yeah. No, Um. I am actually an advocate for a, you know, LGBTQ acceptance just because I don't think someone's sexual orientation or their um, beliefs or yeah, their, their, any, any, yeah. anything pertaining to themselves, I don't think they should be judged for that or treated differently, except if it's harming another person. If you're like a white supremacist yeah. or you're like a member of like ISIS, you know, like right. maybe I will treat you. I will 100 percent treat you different. Like it's not even it's not a thing. I will treat you differently. If you are like, trying to kill people, if you are trying to harm others, that is the only case. But yeah. if you're doing your own thing and you're not bothering anyone, why should I care if you're marrying another man, marrying another woman, right. transitioning into, or trying to transition into another gender? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's none of my business. Yeah. I just I I, mean, I I also just don't like when they try and like, try and make me conform to their ideals because right, I I, I I've, I've never if tried everyone to make
0: them do that. if everyone just you know stuck to themselves and believed what they wanted to believe and then going back to what we were talking about earlier just talk to other people mm-hmm. instead of like already coming up being like well you're straight and all straight people are bad and all straight people want to kill gays and like because yeah. <laughs> no, there's no. people out there like that on both sides so if people if people and i mean everyone would just calm down and be more open and honest with each other mm-hmm then the world would be
1: a much better place. Yeah. I think last time uh, I was on your show, um, I was talking about the importance of positivity and yes. how that goes a long way, especially in politics and a- any anyone with some form of platform, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I myself think it goes a long way is because I I don't see a lot of people that are in the political scene doing this, actually, you know? Um, Especially people like Ben Shapiro or like Steven Crowder. they One of Ben Shapiro's most famous lines, like, facts don't care about your feelings. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, to me, why don't... Not necessarily, like, be sensitive towards them, but why don't you try and make it into more of, like, an uplifting light in what they're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. I get where he's coming from, and sometimes you do need that punch like just you know Mm, listen stop being yeah Yeah. just stop being stupid but then there's other times where we need um a smooth segue someone to come in and be like you know hey i know that that guy's being a little aggressive but let me try and show you what he means like Yeah. yeah let me you know some just do it nicer uh but i think it depends on the person that you are um, going after so to say mm-hmm. there's people that will respond better to the punch in the face and then there's people that will respond better to holding their hand
1: i guess it is subjective yeah. um i growing up always thought kindness went a long way though
0: it definitely does yeah, yeah. i think that and i think too it, that sometimes it doesn't even depend on you know if you respond better to the punch in the face or holding in your hand yeah i think that it's, also, All it's people, also It's
1: also scenario based. Right,
0: right. It's scenario based. All people, um, you know, have a little bit of both, so to say. Like maybe uh, if I'm if I'm feeling down, like if I'm just having a bad day, I don't need another punch to the face, right? Mm-hmm. I need someone to hold my hand and kind of walk me through it. If I'm kind of like, you know, if I'm in a good mood and I'm being kind of arrogant and and you know, I can take the punch in the face.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you lose track of like yourself. Like right. that is very common. A lot of people start to become a little more egotistical than normal. Mm-hmm. I, I've definitely went through it. You know, when things start going right in my life, and I start to stop thinking about others, mm-hmm. and I'm just living my life more egocentrical, yeah, more self based. Um, sometimes I need that slap in the face to be like, dude, you know, like it's not just your life you're affecting, acting like this, right? So, yeah, there's definitely. Things that people with higher platforms can do better. But then again, it, is it their job? It's like we were saying before with no, role models, I mean, is it yeah. their job?
0: I think that we are definitely holding um, a lot of famous people to a higher standard. Than ourselves. Because the thing is, there's a lot of people out there that just, um, you know, make that one funny video and then they gain a ton of followers. Next thing they know, they're a role model yeah. and they need to be held to a standard that they never could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, say one minorly wrong thing or they say or they do something that people see as crazy Uh or even if it's nothing, like even if it's not a big deal, internet goes after them instantly.
1: So so I'm going to use this as a bit of a segue to a huge issue that's been going on recently. Cancel culture. (laughs) Cancel culture. Cancel. I cannot stand it, dude. I cannot yeah. stand it. Because people hold celebrities to this standard. But at the end of the day, they are just the same as us. Mm-hmm. They're just a normal, ordinary human that mm-hmm. is imperfect, that makes mistakes, mm-hmm. just like the rest I of think, us. I think, too, another way to put it
0: is we were talking about how um, people on social media try to make themselves as perfect as possible. Yeah, the A bad side effect to that is... Now their followers start believing they are perfect. Uh-huh. So when they make a mistake, they flip out and they're like, "What? Like, yeah. you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be this perfect human being." So it's partial. It is partially, um, the star's fault, uh-huh. f- um, if in fact they were carrying themselves that way to yeah. a perfect standard that they cannot achieve. But it is definitely also partially the mainstream
1: followers' fault. Yeah. So I mean, say. there's also a ton of celebrities out there who are realists. Like, let, let's say... Right. I'll, I'll, use like and then Kevin, I'll use, like, Kevin Hart as an yeah, example. Yeah. So, some tweets, I guess, resurfaced as of recently, and uh, people didn't like right. what he had to say. I guess it was 10-plus years old, and I guess they're, like, racially discriminative. Yeah,
0: it was like when Twitter first became a thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and a lot of stuff can change in 10 years. Yeah. You know? And they're holding this dude mm-hmm. like accountable. Like he's on his deathbed, you know, right. like they're just like taking him a grave. There's like, stay here. You're canceled. We don't want anything <laughs> to deal with you. I think yeah. that's toxic. I think it teaches your young, impressionable viewers that there are a lot of that they can't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible lesson. What we should be others. teaching
0: is that even though you make mistakes, you can still learn from them and mm-hmm. become a better person because of them. Yeah.
1: Forgiveness. Forgiveness yeah. goes a long There's, way. There
0: is a lot less grace and forgiveness in these times, so to say. Yeah. You make one wrong mistake and it's like you're canceled. Mm-hmm. Even not it's not even celebrities and stuff anymore. It's like friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you um, I don't know, didn't text me back one day. Now I'm super offended. I'm yeah, not gonna talk to you. I don't want to talk like, three to you weeks. for <laughs>
1: It's even when, like, my, like, girlfriend, like, leaves me unopened. I'm like, okay, like, you're not getting a text for another, like, three hours <laughs> if you, like, text me next, you know? Yeah. It, it...
0: But, I mean, that, that, that what you just said is almost, it's not even, like, being petty. It's just, like, if they don't respond, then, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone for a little bit. Like, yeah. you'll respond when you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different to like if they start texting you and they're like, "Hey, like, why are you ignoring me?" and then you just ignore them. That's completely different. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. What are we at right now? Um, we're at wrap up time.
1: Fifty one minutes. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So. I I almost feel like I'm the host. I was gonna say. So like anything you want, like wrap up. <laughs> oh, I feel well, like uh, the host for a well, second. I feel I feel so honored. Um, <laughs> not really. I think we.
0: You know, we kind of came full circle. Actually. Yeah, we did. That was pretty it, impressive. It, it, yeah.
1: No, it, job. it really was. It was a pleasure <laughs> you having me. As it always. It really was, man. All right. Take care, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks
0: again for tuning in to another episode of the Gonza Tonight Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Gonza Tonight and support the page at anchor.fm/slash Gonza Tonight. That's it for this week's episode or for one of this week's episodes. We'll see you next time. Take care.